Welcome to The Hot Seat, David Judge, and here we are at Season 2, Episode 8 of The Hot Seat, where we release a new episode every second Tuesday and talk to industry influencers that have worked hands-on on the real estate industry to find out where they see current and future trends and what you can do about it to grow and support your business. Now, today we're talking to Renee Reynolds of Release Property Management, and we're hearing how Renee started as an agency with zero properties and now has built over 1,500 properties, along with the transition of doing all the work yourself to actually managing a team of people. Now, Renee also shares her transition as a professional ballroom dancer to real estate, the importance of systems and procedures in a real estate business, the challenge of hiring good staff so your business can sustain the relationship with the client, and how Renee's business has handled the demands of transitioning from a nine to five business to a 24 seven business like many people in the real estate industry have had to go through in the last few years. Now, I would say the number one standout from this interview is that Renee has actually started a business from zero properties. She's done the hard yards and she has learned the importance of putting your people first combined with strong systems and procedures to grow and support your business. Now, Renee is an authority, as you can hear her firsthand experience come through in an interview, just how she's talking and how she explains exactly how she's done what she has done. Okay, anyway, that's it. Let's get into it and roll it. Welcome, this is David here from The Hot Seat, powered by Affordable Staff, and I also have Damien. And we have- And Renee Reynolds. Excellent, Renee. Thank you very much for coming on today and having a chat to us. Thank you. And um, we thought we'd have a bit of a conversation with you around where you see the industry being previously, where you see it at now, where you see it going in the future, and- See what else comes out. How yeah, does that sound? Sounds great. Okay, fantastic. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Because you've been in the yes. industry now for yeah, almost a, a, well twenty years. Yeah. Mm. Twenty years. So now. you would have seen a change a lot in that. In that yeah, time. we have, especially in our region, being in the Geelong region. Yep. Yes. Uh, so about twelve years ago, I was in property management. I've always done property management, and mm. I saw a niche for just a purely property management agency, and we were the first to open in Geelong. When was that? Uh, 12 years ago, 12 coming, years. coming up okay. November. Yes. And uh, a lot of people said, oh, I don't know if you should be doing that. You need your sales. Mm. Uh, sales are the most important thing. And I thought, no, I want to be able to provide a really good service yes. and just focus purely on property management. So opened with zero properties, opened mm. the doors, which was very nerve-wracking. Yep. Uh, and now 12 years later, we've managed over 1,500 properties. Fantastic. And man. we've got a, a great growth rate purely because we we just specialise in, in property management. Mm. How many team members do you have? Uh, good question. So we've got two officers, yes. uh, but uh, I think in total we've got about 12. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so. I think I noticed on your bio, because of course we checked your bio before. Yes. <laughs> what was, uh, one of your bucket list items was to have officers all around Australia. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, we've only got the two at the moment, but the other bucket list item was an overwater bungalow, and I've recently just stayed in one. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you can cross that off. Yes, we'll I can to, cross that off. have to update the website yeah. then. Yeah, that's yes. right, I that's will. Right. <laughs> so how did you get into property management? Um, Okay, so the story is I was a ballroom dancer, a professional ballroom dancer and travelled around the world and I wanted some stability. Mm. So I bought my first investment property, which was a unit in Melbourne and managed it myself, Um, found a tenant, did the condition report and really liked it. And I thought, well, if I break a leg, there's my career gone. So I looked at getting into real estate Mm -hmm. and property management was the avenue I went. And you started in Geelong? Uh, yes, yeah. yeah, started in Geelong and I was thrown into a property management role, Yes, which was quite scary, but um, yeah, I was able to keep my head afloat and yeah, haven't looked back. Yeah. You would have seen a lot change. Yeah. In that, in that like yeah. from day one to, well, I won't even say now, but 
even like 12 months ago, 18 months ago, like so much mm, has changed changes. in the industry. What, what do you think the biggest change has been um, um, in the industry that, that you've seen? Let's, let's break it down in the last 10 years and then in the last two years. Yeah. So 10 years ago, what would you see as the biggest change? Uh, I, I think for both 10 years and two years software, how, okay. how we're evolving. Um, we're becoming more automated. Yes. Uh, there's more um, uh, in the cloud. So gone are the days where you have that big clunky server mm. uh, and more people are, it's all, we're becoming paperless. Uh, even even the, the way you, your offices are set up, you're looking at more affordability, how you can be more efficient. So that's mm. something that's, uh, that probably wasn't such a focus back 10 years ago. Yes. It was more about, uh, well, for my business, it was more about just growing it. But then obviously, as our industry changes, as the whole world changes, you've got to be more efficient. Mm. Yeah, because there are certainly, and we work with a number of clients who, who focus on like the outsourcing stuff. They focus on it not just to grow their business, but the efficiencies that come in place because it sort of forces that change to occur. Um, especially around paper so we had a client that used to send out still recently send out all their contracts or their lease renewals all their lease renewals by paper yeah yeah Yeah. which we we don't we're all DocuSign now so um and and becoming paperless but there's always that one client that means a lot to you that likes something in their hand so we still provide that service but yeah i'd say five percent of our clientele are Mm. still um paper Mm. Yeah. yeah okay so what do you see as in the industry at the moment? What do you see as being one of the bigger challenges that people in the the PM industries, people like yourself, are facing? Yeah, uh, I would say having the good staff. Yes. That you can hold on to and that can build relationships with their clients. Um, we find that in our air, in our region to continue growing we need mm. to have a good relationship with our clients we need to have a good referral basis and so the biggest challenge is keeping the staff trained keeping them having the right work-life balance so that coming to work is a joy for, to them yes and that they also can service our clients to our expectations which is is quite high mm. yeah and we've always been aware that the average turnover of a pm staff member is around nine months can be. How do yes. you find? How do you yeah. find you sit with them? Yeah. Look, not not at release, which we're oh. we're very lucky. I think because yes. I've been in property management, I haven't come from, um, you know, a, a sales background. Yes. I've always I know the stresses that property managers mm. are under, yep. and so I've definitely got my finger on the pulse there. So all the staff, um, we spend a lot of time with them. If anyone needs, if anyone's drowning, we'll jump in. I'll even jump in and lease yep. properties, show yes. people through properties, just so I make sure that all the staff are in a good place. Mm. And uh, we haven't had a lot of uh, movement with staff. They'll yep. either um, go to another industry altogether, yes, uh, or they. I think we've had one or two over the years that may have gone to another agency. So mm. touch wood. We're, yes. Yeah. So your number one tip then for managing staff? Look after them. Yes. Staff are the most important thing. Mm. Uh, and, and going from a small office to a larger office, Yes. not everyone can deal with myself. So you've mm. got to make sure that the people that your clients are dealing with are providing the same service that you would. Mm. So starting off small. And yes. Building to what you are now, which is a large, large business. Yeah. What are, I suppose what advice you got for business owners out there? Uh, there yeah. Be different stages of that life cycle that you would have had to have 
dealt with probably some of them you didn't even know about growing pains yeah and there are a lot of growing pains and there still <laughs> yeah. are there still yeah. are i know when um opening with zero properties it was all about um getting the name out there and really nurturing and and nurturing that client and we we i would do everything from showing the tenant through to drawing up the leases to the property management side so you would have you were the name i yeah, yeah. i i was I, you know from start to finish and then as we started to grow I mm. needed to bring someone else in so if my actions weren't in if my notes weren't in the system well then that person taking over wouldn't know yes what's going on and I just found that we just kept employing people because we were growing at a rapid rate that systems and procedures is definitely something that you need to think about before you actually need them mm. yeah uh, and that's that's something that we're forever changing because we're still growing rapidly, which is great. But our um, office structure continually evolves as well. Yeah. Was that the question you asked me? It was. It I was. Think, yeah, yeah. It, it was. Um, and I suppose it's leading me. You're talking about things are always changing. So what are you seeing as the biggest disruptor? And, Dis- and disruption. Everyone's talking about disruption yeah. in real estate. We go to conferences. We you know, we yeah. hear it every day in our emails mm. that are coming in. What are you seeing as the biggest Look, the, the biggest in, yeah, in is, our industry now? Is um, ratings on Google. Mm. Um, you might have someone, you might have clients that think you're fantastic, but you might have one tenant that hasn't really liked you because you've called them, if, you haven't called them every day, but you've called them constantly because they're behind with rent. Yep. Now, you're doing your job, which is yes. what our landlords want us to do, but that tenant doesn't like you because you constantly call them. Mm. So they will put a bad rating up and then in, in the world, it looks like we're not doing a great job because we've got a bad rating, but really we have done our job properly and we've kept that tenant paying rent. So mm. I would say the whole social media side of things and ratings has definitely made us look at things slightly different. Oh. Uh, and it might be how we do liaise with some of our clients because of that. Um, that that would be probably the biggest thing we've had to mm. to check ourselves So, so from, a, from a review perspective then, what sort of advice do you think you could give? Because it's the whole... Like Google reviews, for example, it, it really, and even um, Bing reviews, so under, you know, Bing My Business or Bing Business, yeah, it's a little out of control, isn't it? Because it, yeah. there's nothing stopping someone from putting it down. It's really hard to well, get rid of right. a bad review. And so I think we, we need to be more proactive. And if we know that, well, all of our clients are happy, but if we know that they're really happy, well, would you be open to putting a review up? Yes. So we've really got to have that as a, I guess, a front focus that make sure we're getting the reviews because one one person puts a bad one up, then it, it you know. Can, yeah, make yeah, things difficult. That's right. Mm. Yeah, and I think certainly increasing the number of positive reviews you have will, you know, when you when you see somebody leaving a review, you can tell if it's a, um, if it's a, a personal attack as opposed to constructive criticism. And you can yeah. also react, obviously. If it's constructive criticism, then you can say, hey, thank you very much for letting us know. Yeah. And it's the way you handle it as yeah. well. Yeah. I also find it very interesting when we get a bad review, we don't know who it's from, and then the next day I get a call from someone trying to sell me services okay. to increase our reviews. Yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, that's interesting. I oh, know Google, uh, Google have moved towards a, a paid Google My Business or Google Maps model where yes. you can pay pay per click the same way that you could with all their other advertising. Okay. And they've had a lot of issues because the person that was working for Google at the time managing it actually left and became the CEO of Yahoo. This is many, many years ah, ago. Yeah. So, they, so they had all the whole team and everything's sort of just dropped and they haven't had a mechanism in place to manage it as effectively yeah but i think that's something they're going to look at managing more effectively because it's for some people it's taken them out of business over the yeah, years well, because it would. of 
you know thousands of negative reviews by fake people that you know want to yeah yeah but i think if you if you view every single one as a legitimate review and how you can respond to it certainly because you will still have those people who do that as well so yeah Mm. we're talking social media but look the whole communication like the expectations now have increased massively like we used to be you know 8 30 or 9 to 5 Oh, definitely. Monday Friday yeah. type job. You, how have you hand, like, especially as a growing team, how have you handled the fact yeah, that look, people probably want information now 24-7? Yeah, I got a text message last night at quarter to 10 and mm. I thought, oh, that's got to be urgent if it's coming through at that time. And it was a tenant just saying, oh, I sent an email. Um, I didn't really understand it. Can you let me know? It was about rates that hadn't been paid, yeah. um, a commercial tenant. And I thought if I reply to that, that opens the floodgates so that they know that they can contact me anytime. And I thought, well, if it was urgent, say urgent maintenance, yes, I'd, I'd be on to it. Mm. But I looked at it and I thought, look, I can get back to them nine o'clock tomorrow. And I did. Nine o'clock, I was on the phone and um, it was all, you know, he was fine. But I just thought, usually you'd get an email late at night and you might, if you don't check your emails, you see it the next morning. But text messages are now coming through. So... Um, I've always advised the staff that, look, we've all got mobile phones. We've all been on after-hours maintenance. Mm. You just check it. And if you do, if you op- if you, if you you do get back to someone, then you're, you're opening you're it up. You're setting that expectation. So, yeah. uh, if it's urgent, yes, get back to them. If it's not, it can wait till, till work mm. hours. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on from that and looking at um, people that are within this, you know, within the property management industry, uh, and it's like outsourcing. There are a lot of property management businesses the same way there are a lot of outsourcing yeah. businesses. Yeah. How can you see that somebody can differentiate themselves yeah. within the industry? Yeah. Look, our our industry, and I don't think it's it's just it's all it's all the same across Victoria, Australia. What I find is that giving the service is what property management is a customer service industry. Mm. You build a relationship with your property manager and you've got complete confidence that they're going to look after, you know, keep an eye on the property, make sure the tenant pays rent, eliminate any large vacancies or mm. concerns. So it's, it's just important that the, the property managers know how to build the relationships. They can adapt to different personalities because there's different personalities yes. in everything. Yep. Um, they can't be black and white. You've We've just done some disc training and they all loved it, understanding different personalities. And if someone wants to know something, just give them the facts. Mm. If someone wants it fluffed up, fluff it up for them. So um, is that the question? Yeah, yeah so yeah. differentiating yourself. So you spoke about, you spoke about, um, I guess, what introducing that human component to it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And also, um, we, we need to keep evolving. Like the industry keeps evolving, the world keeps evolving. So we're looking at ways that we can kind of stand out from the other property management agencies and yes. the other agencies. So we're always looking at ways of doing things better, ways mm. of doing things differently. We have a lot of overseas clients, so we're looking at videos to take them through their properties. Okay. Yep. We're Skyping them. Uh, we want to make sure that they they know that their property's in good hands. Um, It's just not an email and a couple of photos, it's a video now. Mm. And we've got to move with the time. So any innovation or technology, we embrace. Yes. Yeah, so what would be your number one thing that you would say then to somebody on how they could differentiate themselves, do you think? Uh, Look, uh, virtual tours throughout the properties, uh, video, routine inspection videos, Mm. um, with with tenant permission, of course. But just being able to, you know, give the owner if they're not in the area, 
a really good view of their property um, so that they can keep an eye on it. Mm, Fantastic. So what special advice would you give to somebody entering into the industry right now if they were, let's say they were looking like you were? Yes, yeah. Yeah, if they're starting at zero properties. Yeah. As in a business? Business yeah. owner, yeah. yeah. If, you, if I was looking to start my own business, what advice? Yeah, you've got to over-service people. You've yes. really, you've got to, you've got to be able to answer the phone at nine o'clock. Like to, to get market share and to really build relationships, you've got to be on call. Mm. Uh, you, you've got to be able to turn the jobs around straight away. So if someone wants you to list a property, if you can get out there that day, get out there that day. If it means you're working until nine o'clock at night, do it, mm. because it's. It's a short-term, what is it, short-term pain yeah. for long-term, long-term gain. gain. Uh, and we've, I've, I've had the opportunity over the years of um, the staff that, I, that have worked with me of giving them the opportunities to start their own property management agencies. Yes. And uh, we've got one that's just started in December and one that took over in March last year. Mm. And they're at the office at 8 o'clock at night, but it's what they love, it's their Doing passion. But mm. that's what you need to do. If if people think that they're going to succeed if they just go to work at nine and have their hour lunch break and leave at five, yes. that's great if that's what you want to do. But if you're really wanting to, uh, you know, grow and, and have a business that, that's going to be a passive income for you, you've got to put the hard yards in. And that's with every industry. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're at that stage of doing the hot seat questions. But what we're going to do is going to take a quick break and then we'll yes. go through and do that. Put you under the uh, under the hot seat light. <laughs> okay. And then <laughs> we'll find good. out what you're doing in your business. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk shortly. Great. Thank you. Okay, welcome back to the hot seat powered by affordable staff. And we have Renee here now. I've just gone and turned the lights up a little bit more so you can feel the heat. <laughs> yeah. So we can Starting go through to and sweat. Start, start the hot seat questions. And really the key here is just for you to answer um, as short as possible so we can jump through the questions. If you don't want to or you can't think of an answer for any question, you can just say pass. We can either come back to it or yeah. we can just skip it full stop, depending on the faces you pull at us. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, you ready? Yes. Okay, your current number one bucket list item? Crater. Your, the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Pass. <laughs> the, uh, describe yourself in three words. Uh, caring, determined, driven. Just, um, how do you spend the first three hours of your day? Uh, going through my hundreds of emails. <laughs> Favourite drink? Champagne. Something interesting that nobody knows about you? Uh, I'm actually quite shy. Mm. I am. Would you, prefer, would you prefer to be invisible or be able to fly? Fly. A mistake in life that ended up being a success? Uh, I guess me giving up ballroom dancing because I got into property management mm. and haven't looked back. How much money is enough? Um, there isn't a figure (laughs) what is your biggest non-negotiable service needs to be spot on if you do something do it properly morning or night night weapon of choice pass (laughs) a lot of people pass biggest fear (laughs) biggest fear failing if you weren't doing what you were doing now what would you be doing Pass. University or School of Hard Docs? School. What advice would you give to an 18-year-old, Renee? Uh, work hard. If you work hard, have a vision, have a dream, and don't stop till you get there. Fantastic. 
One item you couldn't live without? Lip gloss. <laughs> Cats or dogs? <laughs> dogs. Last question, how many keys do you have on your key ring? Uh, two at the moment. Two. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. You, you did okay. You. You did very well. I think the well. weapon weapon of choice, um, I, we asked an accountant recently and they said, we don't do weapons, but they numbers. Yeah. Um, weapon of choice. Maybe yeah. a knife. Yeah. Or a, so I could do knife things Knife is a with common it. theme for the people that do answer it, I've yeah. got to say. And yeah, especially within property management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Well, we're at that stage now where um, we basically want you, Renee, to tell us what you have going on in your business and what you'd like to share with everybody. So basically a shameless plug. Okay. Well, um, we are continually growing, release property management. Uh, Focusing on residential and commercial. At the moment, our commercial division's growing rapidly, like yes. residential has. And um, I'm all about now giving staff and employees opportunities to grow their career. Mm. So, um, giving, yeah, creating positions so that they can become business owners themselves or general managers or move up throughout the rankings. Okay. So, that's my focus. Oh, fantastic. So if anyone wants to get a hold of Release and you, yes. um, how do they get in contact with you? Oh, they can uh, jump online to releasepm.com.au. My number's there or um, give me a call. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you very much again for coming onto the hot seat today. Thank and you. And you did very well at the end towards some of those questions. Yes. <laughs> I've asked Damien beforehand. He, and I he, froze. And you started crying. I did cry once. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. And thank you. thank you, everybody. Thank you, Damien. And we'll see you all again on the hot seat. Thank you for listening to the episode with Renee Reynolds. And I'd ask before you go, if you enjoyed this episode, that you subscribe to our podcast, which you can find if you search for The Hot Seat wherever you listen to your podcasts, especially on Spotify and Apple. I also wanted to remind you that The Hot Seat is powered by affordable staff. And if I'm 100% honest, we could not put it together every single second Tuesday without outsourcing. There's a lot of background work that goes into creating a podcast, and this couldn't be done without outsourcing it to our overseas team. I record the content here and they send it offshore where they handle the video and the audio edits, the website, the podcast distribution, the marketing, and so, so much more. So a very, very special thank you to our team in the Philippines. Okay, that's it. Thank you again for all your support and we'll catch you on the next episode of The Hot Seat.